Welcome, this is the Teaching Excellence Podcast for all things FE, teaching, learning, assessment, quality and possibly a few other things along the way. Hosted by Steph Wilkinson and Jade Gibson, leaders in FE who want to support others and make a difference and hopefully spread a little happiness whilst we're at it. Hello and welcome to the Teaching Excellence Podcast. Um, hi Jade. Hi Steph. How are you? Uh, I'm good thanks, I'm good. Um, I know it's been been a while since we've recorded one of these so we've um, just had a had a brief discussion haven't we about the uh, topics that we want to cover over the next few podcasts and realise we have a mountain of <laughs> <laughs> things to yeah. talk about. So. Yeah so this is going to be episode seven. We had... Um... You know, we've had a little bit of time where, as as everyone will realise or recognise, um, term one is always slightly crazy. Um, we've had a little bit of time where we've been so busy and just not managed to catch up as much as we would like. So, yeah, we've got tons of stuff to share and record. So we just need to get on with it. But we wanted to, um, we, we've decided for episode seven, we will... Um, talk about collaboration and networking as we've both been part of something to do with collaboration and networking recently haven't we yeah that's right um so um being at a land-based college we we have um extra opportunities really because there is a network between land-based colleges which is um quite fortunate really and not not a lot of general FE colleges would have that same level of support so mm-hmm. I've I've been through a um like a Landex peer review recently great um, yeah and, and I about. yeah I um um sort of seeked I don't know if that's the right word um uh opportunity to go and visit another college so um, I was fortunate enough to um, have met Stuart Allen from Chesterfield College a little while ago now and kind of talked to him a little bit on Twitter and he was, um, you know, up for doing a bit of peer review. So um, at moving to uh, a new college, we didn't have Landex like you um, mentioned just before and I just thought it'd be really useful to kind of make my own opportunities to review what we do and see what other people do I think it's really important yeah and I think that's kind of the point of this podcast as well is just to open um open up the the opportunities that there are and how we ensure that we collaborate and and seek that from as many different sources as possible because there's so many things that you can do from all levels in in a college as well not just senior level because I think senior senior leadership do tend to get more opportunity to network on a -hmm. a wider scale but that's what we're going to discuss today aren't we how it kind of can flow through the organization as well but um yeah I find the peer review processes um just just really really um insightful in terms of you get you get in a bit of a bubble in your own college and you know in order to benchmark there's certain KPIs you can benchmark but when you're talking about culture or you're talking about strategies for teaching learning or um there's very little you can go against to actually try and kind of get a feel for where you're at yeah definitely and I think um one of my I wouldn't maybe say worst nightmares but you know I'm really adamant that I kind of um, have links with other people in education and um, talk about different things and um, see what other people are doing. And I just think it's really important to do that, to just always widen your 
um, perspective and learn more from what other people are doing. Um, and I think it's a really useful process, even if it's only, you know, in, in little a little way. Um, but, you know, I'm, I was really keen to be involved in something a bit more significant. So, um, yeah, so tell me about your peer review then, how that went, what happened and... Yeah, so the process, it's just an annual process. Um, Mm -hmm. It's really useful. You usually get a fresh pair of eyes coming in each time. So what Landex will do is they'll source someone from another Landex college Mm -hmm. um, to come in. And they'll also um, provide a quality kind of review um, person as well, the coordinator who actually works for Landex. So they usually come as a little team, either two or three people. Um, And then what is quite useful really is that they will ask are there any specific areas of focus that as a college you want us to come in and look at so we can Mm. actually say um you know could you come in and see how well English and maths is being embedded in our classes or can you come and see you know um quality processes for this or that so you can actually um get them to focus and then it just so happened this time one of the reviewers had a keen interest themselves in looking at tracking progress so we kind of married it up which was fine because it's one of our um, college strategies anyway like yeah. with our strategic aims um and then yeah so we had um two people come uh one was an assistant principal at Reese Heath College um mm-hmm. so she had a background in animal um and kind of uh came through that route mm-hmm. um as a uh, head of area and then assistant principal now and then um the other person came who was just the landex representative and they've got years of experience at senior leadership kind of level within colleges as well so we were really lucky we had a um a great you know couple of people come with such mm. a, like amazing knowledge so I had to present, basically we put a timetable together for them that involves um, as much as possible walkthroughs and getting out and about around the college. So mm-hmm. we did designate a couple of areas, but then they spent one afternoon just going wherever they wanted, just kind of freely roaming the college. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just have to kind of let them loose and see what they find, which is yeah. always a little bit, I mean, anyone will understand there's always a tiny bit of trepidation because you do think you know they can literally see anything so that was was quite good and then I was involved obviously for my quality part um I was asked to just showcase some of the performance monitoring and um the we use power bi so our dashboards um, and how we're tracking and monitoring progress um especially for kind of endpoint assessed qualifications like the new technicals so Mm -hmm. that was my bit and I got on my little spiel I could probably talk for you know (laughs) 10 hours straight on it so I was limited to about an hour and a half but (laughs) yeah yeah, so it's just really good and it's their opportunity they can ask questions so they and they did ask me lots and lots of questions Mm -hmm. um and kind of challenge my processes and my thoughts around what we do and particularly measuring the impacts of what we do so um so it gave me some really good food for with our performance monitoring they were saying about how has that had a positive impact can we look at trend data which Mm. I've only looked at like over the year but maybe extending that now and so that was really useful um and then they do a summary back to summary feedback after the two days that they spend Mm. at college um to senior leaders and then they do produce a report as well 
Um, and, and I think we, we had some really, really positive feedback this time. And it mm. was um, actually an improvement from the previous year's Landex uh, peer review. Great. It was, um, you know, lots of the work that you yourself had been doing, Steph, was <laughs> actually seen. It was amazing. You'd have been very proud. Um, so they saw some really, really good practice, actually, in the classroom, which is the main, out of anything of a peer review, that's what you want, is them to see the actual practice, because we can talk yeah. for days on, you know, what we're hoping to achieve. But then if that isn't supported by what they see in the classroom, it doesn't kind of count for anything. So um, that was the most pleasing part of the, the process for me. Right. Um, and mm. what other reflections have you had since then? Or what things are you going to take from that and, and work on? Yeah, so I've already started to look at um, some of the quality monitoring because I don't want to, like, I'm always really conscious of not quality monitoring for the sake of it or just to produce a report. But mm. actually um, getting some feedback from heads of area is something that I really want to do. Um, so we've instigated... Um, some new kind of performance monitoring meetings and making things a little bit more frequent um, and I'd kind of like to gain some um, feedback for how it has supported them in their roles in mm. terms of like keeping on top of quality um, processes because um, I feel that it's been really positive and that we're seeing improvements from last year where things were not in place as quick as they have been in place this year or you know just having to kind of prompt and ask for things a lot more often and now it seems to be that they're kind of there when we do any audits or anything like that so just on a superficial level for me it looks like it's helping I'd love yeah. to actually get some proper feedback um, on that process yeah I think it's you know the whole quality monitoring processes if they're done um, in a way that's really balanced as you've kind of you've tried to go on a mission haven't you to make sure that you're not you're not including data for data's sake it's yeah. got to be data that has a purpose and I think where you then have that in place it just creates more focus doesn't it and more regular intervals yeah and and you know and it's it's awful to think oh well we need to make think, sure things are done because it will be checked up on but I've actually had some really good feedback from someone um, in the college who said that they've actually welcomed um, more of a quality focus because they always do their job and they, they're they an assistant head. Mm. So they're actually responsible for a lot of quality and they often feel that that doesn't get recognised, the fact that they do have everything when required, you know, like as yeah. where it should be. And there, there's never been a kind of well done for that because, no, you know, it wasn't checked as, as regularly before. Mm. Um, so I think for people who um, are very conscientious about you know making sure that quality processes are followed for them it's it's kind yeah. of actually a little bit of recognition and a well done and thank you for doing that so that's what I want to build on you know and I'd love it that every, if every meeting got to the point where it was amazing everything's in place no actions were good um then obviously the need for them would have would reduce we wouldn't have to have them so frequently and it mm. would kind of um you know that's that's kind of the point point I want to get to but at the moment you know it's just that we do need to it's kind of just little reminders and it's mm. like a calendar of activities for the year that's then just commented on or talked about and 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 then definitely what's been highlighted most for me during these performance monitoring meetings is that um, it's a time to voice any concerns or if things aren't working what rather than waiting until the end of the year or the end of the term to say that this system hasn't 
isn't quite doing what we need it to do or it's just allowing that space to say this isn't what's work like this isn't working and this is why we need to fix it so that's all good and and that was um from that peer review it has actually made me think about how can I look at whether it is having a positive effect or not so yeah as I say it's quite kind of just these um like quite intangible feelings that I'm getting oh that seems to be you know more positive and I've got some kind of rag rating that I can look at or like trends that I can look at over the last year but then actually putting this in a way that I can start looking at it next year and and seeing real like measuring the impact we've talked about that before haven't we yeah it's tricky but I think it is worthwhile it is tricky and and this came up today actually in a conversation I was having um, with somebody that you know for me um some of the biggest impact is about culture um and 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 that that is the bit that's harder to measure um and I have a real sort of I get a bee in my bonnet that we try to collect too much data to monitor impact and actually sometimes it's it is those feelings of things moving and things changing and the and the culture shift and but obviously there's a balance between trying to capture data that tells us that there's been an impact but also capturing um the shift in mindset and the shift in culture um you know because uh, that's kind of where we want to get to is that really well for me it's where we want to where I want to get to is a really open reflective culture Um, and what you were saying about you know having those opportunities where people will feel like there's more focus on saying oh that's that's really good and that's great and you know a well done for the things that they are doing and the things that they are keeping on top of and you know it's a really nice place to celebrate the strengths um, of what's yeah. going well as well so you know and it, and it helps to, for people to feel like that recognition which is really yeah. important so yeah no and it's I, great I am it trying good. to I am actually trying to get a balance as well because mm. it's quite um like obviously a uh, workload for teachers and mm. anyone in education actually is yeah. you know is it's a common kind of uh item for discussion (laughs) shall we say is workload and time Mm. and pressures and things like that and I am really trying to differentiate between um tasks or things that need to be done or processes that need to be completed because there is a real impact on the learner experience Mm -hmm. so for me if you've got planning and assessment planning in place and things like that that's not just for the sake for a document being completed that is actually to make sure that the learner um, journey is is um sequenced correctly and all that kind of thing so actually you know things that I would deem as being um mandatory must be in place but that's because if we don't have it in place it, the impact on the learner at the end of that process is a negative one so that's yeah. what I try to look at and then I try and look at things that I would consider to be best practice so um it's not essential for the you know it's not going to massively impact on the learner if you don't do it However, if you want to have the best structure in place or the best quality process in place or the best thing that that actually would have a a slight, um, so would aid the tutor to kind of plan more effectively. Yeah. But, you know, then then that I would say is right. That's a it's kind of like a a must must have and it would be nice to have type of things and not to jump on things that aren't done if it really actually long term isn't going to have that much of an impact so I think it is quite um it's a fine balance (laughs) yeah definitely is and I think um sometimes you know maybe people um 
don't value the process if it's focusing on things that are not meaningful or not going to have an impact or um, yeah. and so it is really important in our roles to be focused on things that will that will um you know have an impact whether it be on something we can measure really well or something we just we just know will help with a reflective culture yeah and, and when you said about um, an open honest culture I'm trying mm-hmm. to um that's another thing that I'm working on as well is that if we're asking for things to be in place is actually um informing stuff because I remember feeling quite frustrated as a teacher mm-hmm. when things that I would be seen as well um you know that h- higher up in the college would put out there and I didn't actually understand the rationale behind why we had to have certain things or what it was you know you just kind of hear it come down the grapevine of oh Mm. we suddenly need this in place and and as a teacher I'd be thinking well why why have they (laughs) you know so like now I really try and bear that in mind I've only come out of teaching I haven't I've only not been teaching for a couple of years Mm. um uh, and I really try and keep in mind the fact that I used to think, well, why have they made these changes? I don't understand what what's the benefit, you know, that kind of thing. And try and be really honest. This is why we need this in place. Um, you know, this is why I've had to change this. This is because it's an awarded body compliance issue or this is because, you know, so I'm trying to give the background story and not just say, we're making these changes. <laughs> well, yeah, and that links to some of the things that I um, promote through um, teaching and learning so um, I'm quite a fan of um, evidence-based teachers network and you know this they have the six steps to outstanding learning and the first step is around um, or one of the first two steps is around setting that big picture and the context so yes. actually with everything that I do I also do similar which is I explain the bigger picture or the reasons why this is something that I feel passionate about or something that is important and what the intentions of that it that process or that change is yeah. um, because I think that really helps staff to see where and how you've come to that decision to make the change or to ask for something in particular and um, so I think it's really useful to have that sort of approach and um, yeah I, I went to um, as I said I went to uh, Chesterfield to have a yeah um, a chat and so how did you make that link initially what why why Chesterfield what was was um, there a well no there wasn't a reason really created. apart from I met I met Stuart um, a couple of years ago at the AOC quality conference so oh, yeah um Stuart was presenting and um, it's when you and I went actually yeah um, yeah, and, yeah we had a really nice time and um we learned quite a lot actually and we, you know we bounced back with tons of ideas um yeah to Paul McGrail's dismay so yeah. um we <laughs> we um so I chatted to Stuart there and we've followed each other on Twitter since and then um just being over in Yorkshire I just thought oh it'd be useful to pick someone nearby and then yeah um, Stuart popped in my head so I just I actually just messaged him on Twitter and said would you be interested in maybe just me coming to you and you coming to us um just to chat about you know um what you're doing what we're doing and um you know we decided it to do it rather informally so not quite as formal as as you doing it with Landex um, yeah uh, so I've been there for a day um, and then they're going to come to us after Christmas so um, really it was just an opportunity for me to just go and talk to other people in similar roles or with similar responsibilities um, about what 
they're doing in terms of teaching learning developments and I think this it's twofold for me one is just to see lots of other options and perspectives and 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 the other one which is quite a selfish reason for doing peer review or collaboration is to just to sort of check in with myself that I'm I'm on the right lines yeah um, you know that you know that that reflection for me to go yeah I'm, that's good I'm on the right lines they're the ideas yeah. I've got and and it consolidates some of my thinking it, it so, does and it reaffirm reaffirms like either um choices that you're making and and ways you're trying to take the college doesn't it, it kind of yes. reaffirms or you get some a, a different perspective on it so. yeah and and mm. it was just really nice to spend the day there um we um you know I was just you know I get there and I, I felt really nosy but you know it's just all the questions the burning questions I have yeah. popping around my head but you know it was a really nice opportunity to sort of um uh compare and contrast sort of teaching learning strategy um and, and what well, I the... always um I'd always say I'm, I'm I don't mind shamelessly stealing any ideas and it's just yeah, so you know the show. principles of it are for me are really important which is we have um lots of people in lots of different colleges trying to do the same thing um, yeah. and there are networks available and there are events available but actually sometimes um you just want to be able to talk to someone else who does a similar role to you and bounce those ideas around and kind of it be just a day out of your diary um and 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 I always feel really sort of enthused and um you know perks me up a little bit to go yeah that's great I'll 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 steal a bit of that and I'll I'll consider a bit of that and actually um you know my ideas for that yeah I'm I'm I've consolidated that I'm really happy with that and I might just tweak it a little bit but you know um people also just offering a bit of advice of how they've done it and how um the problems and the and the bumps in the road that they've encountered which then allows me to go okay I'll think about how I might just prevent that little bump in the road yeah so um, it accelerates it accelerates yeah. your understanding or learning of, of a strategy or how it might be best used if someone's already trialed yeah. certain things yeah yeah so like it, it is you you don't have to figure out those pitfalls or those bumps in the road because someone else has and actually yeah. you can then put things in place to maybe prevent or reduce that that um when you do it so um no it's really nice we we compared and contrasted sort of teacher learning strategy um you know lesson observations uh the processes the protocols the engagement the um action planning etc etc um and then the other biggie for me was looking at their advanced practitioner structure and and processes and what they've currently got in place which is um sort of my real ideal model um around having um you know a centralized ap team and and they were super positive it was really nice to meet them and um just kind of um get them to tell me about the types of work that they're doing how how that's sort of structured and how they're linked to the different departments or curriculum areas um what kinds of things they're engaging people with and how they're trying to coordinate that support across the college so yeah it was really beneficial for me um, yeah just to think about you know how they're doing it and kind of that consolidated in my head um my thoughts about what I want to do and and how I want to move forward and just kind of um really um look at how we uh, one of the biggies for me at the minute is, is thinking about just how we close the loop 
um, how we how we build this um, you know really open reflective culture and I'm just really because I'm super keen on that um, I'm just interested in anything that will that will like say accelerate that um, yeah and, and really um, benefit the the staff uh, the teachers um, with those types of processes so yeah it was really really great to spend the day with them um and uh we just checked in about lots of different things that we had going on and we shared some of our stuff although they've not been to visit us yet so um yeah it was just a really nice um place to kind of reflect and explore and share yeah um well I think because you're you're you know obviously um very active on social media Mm -hmm things I am I'm I've tried to be as active as I possibly can (laughs) it's often um trying to trying to fit it in all the other stuff going on but I do think it's it's kind of an extension you just need to like your net when we talk about collaboration Mm -hmm. because I know that we're on the same page we we know that it stems from being so collaborating in your team at college to collaborating with the wider college just so you know learning as much as you can from other departments um social media i know you use really heavily to kind of source and research and you know keep up to date on the latest um and and to like you say to network or talk to people or arrange you know arrange things and we both i mean that's my first port of call if i was looking for um you know yeah type of like latest research or latest thinking behind anything um and i think it's just good for people to know all of the different ways that you can reach out so um we were part of the pd north uh like the etf kind of network which like that ignited some of our um kind of love for getting out and about with uh, people from other colleges yeah so and I do like those kind of like networking um meetings yeah no it's Uh, it's really important and I think um this kind of leads on to um you know probably a whole nother episode on collaboration actually um mainly linked to coaching because um I just spent two days Monday and Tuesday um with the advanced practitioners in Leeds um we it was a really nice two days um of training and um, a space for advanced practitioners to kind of really collaborate and share their thoughts on what they're currently doing and how we move forward. And we worked on, you know, what's our three-year vision for teaching and learning. Um, we also worked on our vision for learning technology and and how we want to really maximise that, you know, over the next few years. So, um, yeah. we but we also had... Um, uh, Professor Rachel Lofthouse from Leeds Beckett University um, yeah. delivering some training for the AP. So it's focused on coaching, focused on maximising coaching conversations. And actually what came up in there that I thought quite a lot about was just the power of collaboration. And, you know, it raised this question for me, which is, as I said, is a a whole other episode, but um, it raised this question for me about um, Mm. how often when time is so precious and time is squeezed because of, you know, workload being quite um, high. And one of the first things to go is um space and where teachers can work together and collaborate and actually really get into this reflective space 
in a structured way, but in a meaningful way that really reflects on the quality of teaching learn assessment and their own practice because there is so much to learn from each other and support each other in that critical thinking. So I definitely think that we underestimate the power of discussion um, and the power of reflection and the power of coaching and, 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 and is often the first thing to go. So, you know, some of it's not a coincidence mm. over the last few years in my role where I've seen the most rapid and significant improvements in teacher learning with the teams that have made teacher learning their priority so every week in the team you know they have a specific team time and it, every yeah. week there is teacher and learning reflections and discussions and cpd which is first on the agenda whether it be you know just a small 15 20 minutes because you know there's quite a lot of other stuff to do or whether it's 45 minutes to an hour of you know specific um uh, training that really helps staff yeah. to move forward so you know the, there's definitely yeah. there's definitely no coincidence there for me um no and I think it, it absolutely mirrors what we find across the whole of quality which is if if it's if it's done in bite-sized chunks regularly enough as a team mm-hmm. then as a team everything will get done that needs to get done yeah so it's it definitely mirrors and I think that that where you get that culture within a team and we've talked about excellence in teams Mm and um and I do think it's it's those that um like you say have it on the agenda in in form in a formal way in meetings and things but have it on the agenda their agenda um just throughout their their days you know like days at work where it's just very like more common practice to talk about things and um you know talk to each other and and ask just sharing what they're doing and and just making it a bit more normal and I've I've worked in a team like that and it's such a positive experience I mean even us as a team Steph we used to be you know constantly what can we do you know having that that, making sure that we even though we were so busy we were always like cross-checking cross-referencing what are you up to what am I up to how does that marry up Mm. what can we do who can we sort you know and it's all that just making it regular I think definitely regular conversations needed yeah and 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 for me it's it's really important the the power of collaboration um is really you know something that um anyone involved in education can can tap into because whether you're an individual tutor and you just talk to someone in your office but you purposely talk about teaching and learning you know you will benefit from that whether you're a team and you structure that in as a HE team or as an FE team, you will benefit from that. And HODs and heads of area can definitely facilitate that. Or whether it's, you know, that you encourage individuals to engage with an advanced practitioner um, and, yeah. and have that reflection and that collaboration of, of practice, or whether it is quality, you know, in our roles that we seek out those relationships with other people um, to collaborate and to discuss and to reflect. Um, There's some real power in that, which I I suppose that's what we wanted to highlight today, didn't we? Yeah. um, And and something else that um, I was thinking of as well, Mm. that kind of follows on from all this, we both went through the, um, and it's just come to light recently, um, the Managers to Leaders programme that we, you were part of first and then I've more recently I'm still on mm-hmm. um, and that's run through Coltiva but I do know there's AOC versions and there's ETF versions as well okay. um, and they, that's been really really powerful for me I've um, 
actually over the last uh, week I've ended up having to um, network and contact four other people on that program who are from other colleges all over the country to ask for different things from each of them um, that I would never have been able to tap <laughs> into before so it's really like paying dividends really yeah. um, just lately I've been able to think oh I know someone who's got an interest in that and we've been talking haven't we recently about bids and yes. things for um, projects bids and and to have that network already there where I'm not having to forge a relationship because I've already been discussing you know certain things with these people um and that's what we try and do don't we wherever whatever opportunity we get whether it's at a conference whether it's uh you know whilst we're in another college or speaking to the people or social media yeah it's like forging those relationships so that because you never know when something will <laughs> you know yeah. be needed or you just can you, you've just got that network then so you you know you've got someone to kind of bounce ideas off or whatever so I yeah we definitely see opportunities in everything that we do don't we networking wise and and uh, you know and it's quite clear when you meet someone else who's got that like-minded approach and just really open I think that gone are the days where colleges are kind of protective over you know what they're doing and um trying to keep everything you know secret because of like competitors and all that kind of thing I think everyone now sees the benefits of um, sharing yeah so. I hope they do because yeah. for me it's about that more heads together um you know yeah. the greater and the richer the ideas and that's what we want for our teachers as well um are we that's what we want at every, every level of the organization because there's just real power in being reflective and collaborative um you know whether it be within your team whether it be across the whole college or whether it be with other colleges um and i think there's real you know if we want to improve um fe as a as a whole i think there's a real you know there's real room for everybody to really come together and and figure out how we do that rather than hide or shield away you know what we're all doing well um so yeah brill just conscious of time i think um yeah we better get going um so Mm -hmm. um thanks jade and we'll um we'll get recording all of other things that we talked about earlier um and get some more see uh, more episodes out before and after christmas yeah, definitely. Okay. You've got lots, lots to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> Okie doke. I'll see you soon. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Teaching Excellence podcast. Leave us a voice message in Anchor. Tweet us and let us know what you think or what you want to hear on the show. Tune in next week for more. Have an amazing week and be the best version of you.